Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, hello, Doug Mellard. You're early. Hello, Doug Benson. (laughs) I don't know what that was. Yeah, I don't know what that (laughs) pause was. Uh, We're taping on Wednesday this week. It's March 22nd, 2023, and uh, if you're a regular listener, you'll be enjoying this on uh, Friday morning or maybe late afternoon with your tea. (laughs) We have a lot of tea drinkers out there. Yeah, a little tea time action over, you know, like in the UK or whatnot. Um, our guest today is a comedian I've known for many years, and these days he talks a lot about hallucinogenic drugs. Yes, he does. Yeah, and I don't mess with that stuff, you know, because it makes you see things. I prefer weed, which just makes you lose things. <laughs> um, yeah. His name is Sean Moss. M-A-U-S-S. I don't know why I called him Sean. Shane Moss. Yeah, I was like, what? This is news to me. <laughs> I was so focused on pronouncing Moss correctly that I gave, I gave, put the W sound into Shane. Uh, Shane Moss. And, it, it, you know, cool first name and then uh, difficult to spell last name. So I think we've really got a, a good one on our hands. <laughs> I'm on psychedelics right now. Great, let's go to work. Hello, Shane Moss. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you and your extremely deep voice on the program. Is my voice that deep? I, deep. I, I I gotta say, nice. I, you know, I haven't spoken to you in a minute, and I forgot I, when I heard your voice today. I was like, oh yeah, he has a very deep voice. Oh man, I didn't even but, realize. But a natural deep, like not a, you know, put on uh, kind of a deep. <laughs> Not like a force deep or like yeah. a uh, narrator deep, just a sure. nice, natural, <laughs> nice, <laughs> cool, deep voice. Nice. But, um... Good to know. <laughs> uh, now that you... now that James now that James Earl Jones retired as Darth Vader, maybe you can uh... take over. <laughs> <laughs> or even uh... the, you could be the voice of CNN. Can you? He retired as Darth Vader. Is that a yeah. real? 
he was like, I'm done. I'm not doing Darth Vader anymore. That's a real, that was a decision that he, he wasn't like, let's see if I'm still alive when the next one is a thing and maybe yeah. I'll do it. Like, yeah, it no, seems like did, one of the easier gigs that there is, right? Yeah, but they just, uh, you know, uh, had a publicist, like, you have to announce these things now, apparently, that you're like, you got to make everybody sad about it. Like, why not just quietly stop doing the voice? And then yeah. when the next one comes out, they hire somebody that sounds exactly like you. Just sit yeah. back and take the credit. Yeah. That seems, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, hey, everyone, a celebrity has had a whim. And we'll, <laughs> we need to make a very big announcement about it. I mean, you know, his voice probably is, you know, he's probably starting to lose it in terms of being able to be uh, the, the commanding Darth Vader voice that we know and love. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, I didn't I didn't think they really had to make a, an announcement about that. It just makes you feel like, oh, man, everybody's just getting old. Yeah. And, and hasn't Darth Vader said enough Star Wars words that they could just piece together from existing recordings? <laughs> there is there's this David Attenborough. I watch a lot of animal documentaries and things. I, I like nature stuff i know i have a science podcast it's a lot of wildlife stuff and whatnot and so david attenborough is a big hero of mine as i'm sure he is to a lot of people but i, I i've seen most everything that he's ever put out and there's there was a series that came out a couple years ago and he gets on and i'm like oh my gosh this is an actual this is like a zombie that they have uh that they have reanimated for and like it's like one eye can barely open like both of his uh, eyes can barely open and one of them and then i see him with another thing and he looks fine i'm like you use the attenborough where he just got stunned by everything and uh and was having like a real rough week and you made a whole series of that uh, but then he, he came back so maybe maybe james earl will get his voice back and make a make a big comeback I, attenborough was the voice on the uh you know the recent series uh i think that's on apple tv about, about dinosaurs mm -hmm. and uh I think the only reason they hired him to do that is because they wanted a narrator who had actually met one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fun. <laughs> uh, okay, so where you're in California now? You just got back from some uh, road stuff. Yeah, well, I've been real. I've been living in Raleigh for like nine months. I put together a festival and stuff, and had a bunch of fun. And then I have a. Uh, Vegas residency um, coming up April 23rd, starting Sundays at a place called Area 15, uh, which some more people may have heard of Meow Wolf, this crazy, like, immersive art yeah, collective. Yeah, I love that place. And um, so, yeah, it's their Vegas location. And so I'm putting together a kind of immersive or multimedia psychedelic comedy show uh, with them and uh and so i this this room that i've been waiting on to open um for it to launch had opened a little early so i beelined uh, and been doing warm-up shows and i'm in la doing um doing the first kind of uh the shows with the visuals added and then um yeah touring around some and then i 
I have a place in Vegas for the first 40 days. It's like a little bit of a trial run, but I'll know within the first couple of weeks if it's being extended um, or or if we're going to uh, have a break and reassess things. Um, and so it's, it's uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing in LA and hoping to get people to that because uh, it's potentially a really big deal and there's bigger rooms that I'll be moving into there if uh, the show goes well i mean it sounds like a cool concept because uh you know when you go see comedy in vegas you tend to be fucked up on something as it is yeah uh you know I... whether it's weed or booze or <laughs> drugs and uh, or all of the above and um and it, you know in vegas is all about spectacle so you could bring the spectacle of psych you know psychedelic stuff yeah. along with jokes yeah i always people will often be like should i do psychedelics and come to your show and i'm like i don't <laughs> i wouldn't i don't i mean no. i'm not gonna tell you how to live your life but that seems like i would rather be watching david attenborough if i were on psychedelics <laughs> and uh and not having to pay attention to a person talking for 90 minutes <laughs> but yeah i think uh i think weed and and a uh, little alcohol always complements a, a show nicely. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be nice to get to add the visual elements because sometimes I'm talking about DMT or some mushroom experience or whatever and trying to verbally articulate what something looks like is going to be made much easier with a bunch of uh, psychedelic inspired artists helping me uh, with the visuals and things in animation. Very cool. So, which came first, the uh, like uh, talking about psychedelic drugs or taking them? Uh, taking them. <laughs> I, I, I did well. <laughs> weed was my first drug, Doug. Dugs when yes. I was when I was uh, I was sixteen, and I went to um, my friend Aaron um, took me to. Uh, uh, Mr. Ball's house. Mr. Ball was our old, like, sixth grade math teacher that Aaron had. He was, like, this quirky old man. And so Aaron had just, like, kept up with him because he liked to, like, get high in this area, in this, like, farmland area where we would drive around in. And for a goof, he would stop at Mr. Ball's house and just talk to him while high just to see if he could, like, <laughs> hold it together in front of this, like, sweet old guy. And, uh, and so my first time smoking weed was in Mr. Ball's driveway. We smoked <laughs> weed and then went and knocked on his back door and he came to the door and he was like, Hey, how are you doing? And, and, uh, I, I started feeling a little funny. And then oh, Aaron gosh. said, uh, it, Mr. Aaron always had these weird nicknames for people. And so Mr. Ball was like, oh, Aaron, when's the last time I saw you? I, I think you were with uh, Scott, was it? Or, and he goes, oh, Skitterscom? And then Mr. Ball goes, oh, yeah, Skitterscom, Skitterscom. And that was the moment that I was high for the first <laughs> time in my life it like reverb skitter scum 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 skitter scum <laughs> and i laughed for like four hours straight as you can tell that's like not that funny but it was enough to make me laugh for four straight hours and that was my first experience having my mind altered and then mushrooms came very very shortly after that and then that stuff got me into 
thinking about science more and how the mind works. So then it was comedy and I'd always have some trippy jokes uh, here and there, but you can't really, I found that with a given audience, like two to five minutes of mushroom jokes would work really well. You, <laughs> 10 minutes of psychedelic material, uh, at least back then, and people were like, what's going on? With this lunatic, why are we here talking to a, <laughs> listening to a crazy person talk? And so I started doing, I had science themed shows anyway, um, that I had started doing when I was like halfway through my career, um, because I got obsessed with how the brain works and nature and things like that and started putting in my shows. And then I was talking about psychedelics one time on a podcast, someone Pete Holmes just asked me um about about something and it just the topic happened to come up and i just happened to be talking about dmt on this one episode and then everyone was asking me about dmt and having me on their shows to talk about dmt and then i was like well i have all the psychedelic materials put together a show not knowing that there was like even an interest in the subject and then uh people went crazy for it and i had a bunch of shows all the time and so uh I, I've, I've been uncertain with how far to go into the space but this is a fun opportunity with like a whole weird already trippy venue and immersive art space so that's what happened that was the order of everything and at this point it's mostly talking about it you don't do it very much anymore <laughs> I do. I so I go in streaks of things. Like I haven't done DMT in years. Um, mushrooms I've done here and there lately. I wish I could work up the courage to do more often because they do. Uh, they do seem to help when I do them. And ketamine's the main thing that uh, that I have uh, been into lately, just because it's super easy. Um, it's it's. Uh, it's it's a really weird confusing experience but it only lasts for like an hour and you don't feel anything like or you don't like attach to like dmt you'll have the craziest experience of your life but it means something very important and like there were beings in there trying to give you a message and boy, if you would have just remembered, you would unlock the secrets of the universe. And so you better smoke one more time because there's <laughs> special secrets that could save humanity if only you could remember them. And ketamine is the same amount of bizarreness and uh, everything with the uh, without the attachment to it. It's just after a ketamine experience that I'm always like, well, whatever the hell that was. Who cares? Like, I don't need to think about it. I don't need to try to improve my life. It's just a low pressure kind of situation. <laughs> uh, and with that's these are also things that you can't. So on stage, you're just generally uh, not on anything, right? No, I. I mean, maybe sometimes a couple drinks. I I yeah. did acid once on stage. Ooh, uh, yikes. Peoria, Illinois, Jukebox Comedy Club. Um, if you're going to do it somewhere, it might as well be at that place. Uh, yeah, right <laughs> next door to a strip club and across from a dirt track. I was asked to do um, some local, you know, the, the the club's always asking you to do local media and stuff. I was asked to go and judge a barbecue contest at oh my a God. fair <laughs> in town. And then when I was done doing that... <laughs> 
someone came up to me and was like, hey, you want some acid? Because I guess I have a vibe. And I, I was like, yeah, knowing full well how long LSD lasts, which is if you've never done LSD for the listeners, LSD lasts exactly way too long. Uh, always and I knew I had two shows that night and it was just uh it was just stupid like the shows were fine but I was just I was just like popped out of my body and just watched this dumb thing that I do for a living uh from like a new perspective and just like wished I was outside looking at trees instead of having done a fun drug and gone to work and wasted both work and a good drug <laughs> i can't imagine I, I can't smoke pot and get up there i can have drinks but anything beyond pot especially <laughs> good lord i'd be dead i'd be so freaked out doug did you, are you still high like nearly every time that you're yeah, on stage pretty much every time yeah <laughs> it's a mixed bag for me i've had some of my best sets while high i've only done it like 10 times but then other times it's like i can't once once this crowd was so hot, it was like in Worcester, Mass, in some hotel uh, banquet room. And I was very, very high. And I told the setup to one joke and a punchline to another joke um, and combined them. And they laughed. And <laughs> then I realized what I had done. And then I explained what both of the jokes were supposed to be like and then i was like so what the hell were you guys laughing at <laughs> like nothing i said makes sense uh, and so yeah i don't i don't that's that's a little scary to me weed like that is it, i i don't know how often you have a negative experience but i generally have positive experiences well hi but one out of five times, it's just a never-ending to-do list that is just like this tsunami of of guilt and like self-doubt and feel. It's it's like all of the reasons why I want to get high is to forget about the list of things that I'm neglecting in my life. And one out of five times, it's just a non-stop reminder of every, and I'm too high to do anything about the list. <laughs> I already know about the list. Like, I don't need to have it drilled into my head. And those are, the, of course, the ones that always last for way too long. Yeah, I understand uh, that uh, perspective. But um, for me, it's just become more like... Uh, I want to. I I want the being on stage to be fun, and so if I'm if I ever went on stage not high, uh, I mean I guess there's degrees of high that I am when I go on stage. So I've certainly been close to being not high sometimes, and uh, you know I still have a good time. But I, I just I don't know. It's just for me, it's more about guaranteeing a good time for me that hopefully the crowd will get into because I'm full full disclosure about it i don't get up there high out of my mind and pretend try to pretend not to be because that's the problem with a lot of stand-up comics is that their whole perspective is sort of being uh, in control and uh sort of right. telling people how telling people how things are or, uh, you know observational humor that kind of stuff and to me it's like i i want i like being high on stage because then everyone knows the jokes are coming from a place of i may have been high or not when i wrote them but i certainly 
that's my perspective is that is silliness is job one you know yeah 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 this is dumb go start start stop and think about how yeah it's supposed to be yeah that's nice i definitely take myself way too seriously it's easy to do because uh you know we're orators that uh people pay to sit down and listen to can really you know i think that's it goes to a lot of comics heads that they they think they're an oracle or something instead of just you know a person who at least you know when you start you know when you became popular people were interested in your perspective but then now your perspective is going to become well now i'm a, a rich guy still try either trying to talk about you know not being rich right. or or leaning into being rich and either way it's not it's not as appealing as just seeing somebody who's just like a regular person right right i guess i don't know it's all <laughs> that's the fun thing about stand-up is i feel like you know it, it, it could just be quite a variety of uh personalities in, in any given night like at a showcase show or something um what about uh, how does you, you, you it's just your, your Vegas thing is basically you the entire time or is there other uh, acts or other things that happen? Well, it's a solo show right now, but um, they it's, it's part of this. So they just built this new room there and they're kind of letting me, they've been, it's uh it's been kind of a collaboration with them so we're starting with with just the solo show and then we might add music or we might add uh you know i've, I've done a lot of i've done a lot of uh, shows in the past that include having you know scientists give a little talk or something like that so it might be like part conference part comedy show part mu- like a whole day long thing um eventually depending um but it just kind of they they're really awesome they're they're a whole artist like 250 artist collaborative um that just happens to have a huge budget um and the facilities to do like crazy stuff and so they're we don't exactly know what it's going to be but for right now it's just a solo show i have a vj a video jockey who is like adding adding a lot of uh visuals so like if i'm talking about mushrooms it will look a little more mushroomy if i'm talking Ooh. about lsd it will look, look a little more like lsd but it's not it's not going to be over the top and like a seizure causing fireworks show the whole time <laughs> it's just kind of a- adding some um, ambience to the room but then i also have there's uh there's a series comedy central tales from the trip that's uh that's a animated um psychedelic uh storytelling show yeah. and, and uh my last show was actually the inspiration for that show and so the creator of that show is is making a whole bunch of stuff for it and we're collaborating pretty pretty closely and uh so so he's adding he's adding a bunch of like images that are just sort of looped so that my show doesn't have to be robotic and like perfectly timed in some way. I'll be able to be like loose and improvised, but we just have all these different elements that the VJ will be kind of able to throw in here and there to add a little bit to punch lines and, and things in the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. And there's just so much, so much possibility there for a, 
you know, a Vegas comedy show about psychedelics. It's just a really, uh, uh, I, I like it and uh, wish you luck with it. Yeah, I'm hoping to make a show that is different than anyone's ever made before. That's my that's my very lofty ambition. So we'll see. They have we're starting in the smaller space because I I want to make sure that we get our marketing down and everything. But um, but the the space that they originally wanted me in and what we're aiming for is this uh, this larger space that has all four walls um, that are projection mapping, and Ooh. so it's meant to be like a three hundred and sixty degree more immersive experience. So yeah. if things go well, uh, it might be that by as early as June. Um, yeah. So we're we're building that out and. Everyone's crossing their fingers right now. And so uh, show starts April 23rd, by the way, Psychedelic Sundays. <laughs> yeah. Help help out uh, anyone listening. Help spread the word if you know anyone going through Vegas. Yeah, April 23rd. And then what's like the show schedule? Like how many shows it, do you do a week? It's just every Sunday. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Just every, every Sunday for now, we're probably always going to keep it that way, but there's talk of adding a Thursday show if, if uh, things are selling well and everything. Because Vegas turnaround is every three and a half. That's how I thought of the idea is I was going town to town, like putting together shows and like sometimes setting up projectors and stuff. And I was like, what if there was a place where there's just a rotating crowd instead of me <laughs> driving around, rotating around the country? um trying to p build this show what if the whole population of a city rotated and right wow so that's the idea of doing it here came to me i and i am i emceed a, a three-day psychedelic conference for them and saw the space and i was like you guys need a psychedelic comedy show regularly and then they watched me and then they're like we agree so We've just been waiting on this new room to open, and this is like a year and a half in the making. So hopefully, oh my god, yeah. So it's a, it's really, uh, really, a, it's it's very exciting, and I hope uh, I hope people show up. <laughs> That's the main thing. <laughs> That's the next part of it. But um, I imagine that will be the case, and everything's going to be wonderful. And what could possibly go wrong? It's comedy. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> How did you decide on uh, Sundays as the uh, weekly show? Well, I I knew that Fridays and Saturdays they that's when they have like their more like house music, clubby type things, burlesque dancers, you know the huge you know fireworks show of dance and experience and and so Sundays. So I knew I wanted some off nights um, and. So the psychedelic Sunday, the kind of alliteration made made sense and it has just more flexibility to um, experiment and try some other things. Yeah. And so, yeah, so Sundays and if, if things go really well, we'll add like a Wednesday or Thursday, but probably we just move to a bigger room and have it be every Sunday. Yeah. And so basically you uh, so you're not going to spend all your time in Vegas yeah you're hopefully i'll be sure able you're to there every sunday <laughs> yeah yeah so i only got to be there every sunday so i can be out and be doing the road and then just fly to vegas and back every sunday so i can still be you know on a full national tour i just got to pop through vegas which is the cheapest flights 
um, anywhere because they're all subsidized and whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, and you would you fly day of to to uh, like into Vegas when you have a show that night? Um, I would, but I. I mean, to start, I have a place in Vegas, <laughs> yeah, and I and I'm I'm gonna be there a lot, kind of u- utilizing the space on the off hours and everything. Uh-huh. But I think that I I think that I eventually would feel comfortable doing that. I don't I don't know about you. I never like arriving at a place that that there isn't like another flight that I could catch if something went wrong. Yeah, the first one. I <laughs> yeah. will just never do that. So I like getting in a day early or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of places. You know, if you're if you're on the West Coast, you can catch an early flight back to the West Coast yeah. and get in like very very early. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just, uh, you know, just something about, you know, I've been burned a few times in the last couple of years because just because the airlines are all just dodgier, like with the last minute cancellations and stuff. So I just, you know, I've gotten really paranoid about trying to travel day of show because because once all the dominoes happen and now you're not getting to the town that you're going to until you know, later that night. So it's too late for the show. You still have to go to that town because you either have more shows there or you have to go somewhere else. It's all just a big, you know, suck on the comedians resources. Yeah. Cause you don't, you don't make the money that night and you spent, you, the airline doesn't give you your money back for getting right. you there too late. <laughs> you know? Right. So, uh, so it's a real, you know, so I just become, especially in the last couple of years, just very paranoid about, uh, but I also I like getting to a city a day early just because I like to you know feel the vibe of the city for a day before performing for its uh, you know a small yeah, you actually percent, get to do stuff a small percentage yeah. of its people you know at least feel like you are there experiencing their world. I mostly yeah. do one nighters now anyway, and so usually if I'm doing a Saturday, it's a matinee show, um, and just because you, most venues already have like bigger things going on for their Saturday night, mm-hmm. um, or or they're you know it's like a comedy club that has a whole week long thing. So I I generally do one offs anyway. So I think that I'll be able to do like you know shows. Tuesday through Friday or whatever and fly back to Vegas and then fly back and forth and yeah no oh, it sounds like a, a, a great system I'm like can't wait to start my uh, weed uh, show residency there in Vegas that's, do a weed show that's residency that's just gonna be a complete it's just, I'm just gonna watch <laughs> everything you do and, and rip it all off but it's gonna be weed, so. <laughs> It's We've not a bad there. idea. There's plenty of there's plenty of room <laughs> for drug based entertainment yeah, in Vegas. I'm already thinking weed Wednesday or uh, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe a, maybe like a happy hour show on uh, four twenty Fridays. I don't know. Um, yeah, and then <laughs> and then I'm gonna come in hot with cocaine Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because the cocaine one would not. First of all, there's no day of the week that begins with the letter C. But also, yeah. a cocaine person would just be so out of control that alliteration wouldn't even be on. You know, right. <laughs> wouldn't even be on the table. Um, <laughs> listen, we're this is so fun. We're like halfway through, and we haven't asked you shit. Um, but um, we are going to get into uh, your name and what it is meant to you. 
after we take a quick break, we will be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We're back. Fastest breaks in the biz. And if you're just joining us, that's weird. Shane Moss. Yellow. Break down your name. I love it. One, one part of it at a time. Uh huh. But first, a couple of warm up questions we ask all of our guests. Starting with, um, how many tattoos are you sporting? Zero, zero tattoos. Wait, you're getting high on all sorts of things all the time, and <laughs> yeah. you never, you've resisted the urge to get tatted up. I almost got a tattoo last fall. Like I almost got like a little dot on my arm as a, <laughs> a reminder of a thing, and I'm I'm glad that I didn't. It was just gonna be like a uh, a period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like just looked uh, like you got like somebody ran just touched you. Yeah, with a, it's a just pen. like a little orange dot. Yeah, oh, orange. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so well, really, it was really blend interesting, in. interesting skin tag you got there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a yeah. little orange spot. Yeah, well, it was it was going to be the world's lamest tattoo, and I, I was happy with that. That's that's the only tattoo that I've ever even considered. It was like, oh, yeah, pro probably no one would ever even notice that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't. So you've never really cared for the uh, the permanence of what was probably just a casual idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah I, I i think the my first friend to get a tattoo um was uh his name was travis and he was i think 16 and his mom like signed off or maybe he was 17 whatever happened he um limp biscuit was all the rage uh, oh boy at that time and <laughs> this could have been so much worse but um but he he did uh he did uh faith he had faith tattooed under his mm -hmm. knee based on limp biscuit's song faith which wasn't even their song their cover yeah. of the song faith but it works because he is it, like when limp biscuit when it, then he just tells people you know i got faith that's you know, faith's important to me. And so it kind of worked <laughs> out for him, I guess, but I knew. Like we all <laughs> his his close friends knew. And so yeah, I I've never no, not a not not once have I um yeah, one small orange dot. That's the closest I've ever even gotten, and I wouldn't even pull the trigger on that. <laughs> I have to say though that I do I did enjoy both versions of Faith, the George Michael. And the uh, and the you know it's a good song to cover because it's just such a catchy song and all he did was yeah. just put some more like kind of you know guitar heavy guitar into it or whatever. Oh yeah, um, 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was obviously a hit for a reason. Um, I I was actually dating a I was dating a 29 year old recently. I'm 42, and at one point I was like, I said something. I was like, I did it all for the nookie, and she was like, she was like, what's nookie? And I was like. <laughs> Ooh, what and i was like and then i i got i got so excited i was like wait a second do you know who limp biscuit is and she was like no i've never heard of limp biscuit i was oh like my oh my god. god this is magical like i and then she's like what's limp biscuit i'm like i don't even want to tell you i'm i'm like so jealous of you living in a conscious experience where Limp Biscuit doesn't exist at all. Like, I, I don't want to ruin that. Yeah, but, she, wait, so she didn't, she didn't, she wasn't curious. She was curious. I just yeah, want to tell okay. her. Yeah. Once you get a little taste of what Fred Durst is all about. Oh, yeah. It's addictive. Know, it gets exciting. Uh, <laughs> but that, that makes, <laughs> that makes mm. sense, though, because, like, that, that genre of music really was so it, big, but just for like two years. That's it crazy. was such a flash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that Nookie song, that was that was crazy huge. And even then, the expression Nookie was just him pulling that out of thin air. It wasn't like something people were going around saying that much at that time. Yeah. I think he mostly liked it because it rhymes with cookie, to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> he did it for not just the nookie, but also some cookies. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what a dumb, that was so dumb that that became like such a big. The video yeah. was like, so I did rewatch the video after that experience. And I was like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> Um, I when you were talking about tattoos of something involving Limp Biscuit, I started to worry that uh, I think there wasn't their album called something about like hot dog water or something. Oh yes, yep. The worst oh, title. Yeah, it was something and something. You know, it was like a bunch of words, and but some of them were hot dog water, and um, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> awful, awful awful times well Let's now move on to something hmm? real quick because this might blow your mind i this might not be happening post the uh, like since the pandemic but i heard out of the blue a while back that fred durst hosted a jazz night in hollywood really like, see he should he should have went the other way he should have went the kid rock route and like backed backed trump and like just played for Trump supporters and like put himself <laughs> back on the map. They came out at the exact same time. They faded away at the exact same time. And Kid Rock made the right move in the last four years. He, <laughs> he had he had the grift down. And Fred Durst, he, he tried to keep it real. Tried to I'm going to host a jazz night. Sell <laughs> out. That dude, it, he directed a feature, like a studio feature film. Yeah. Starring Ice Cube. About wow. uh, about football, like high school football team. And uh, Was it any good? It was called The Comebacks. Uh, it wasn't bad, but you know how sports movies are. The team wins at the end and you're happy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's easy to have like an uplifting finish because you just, uh, 
you know, you force the audience to root for one side and then you have a big game and then it's over. Yeah, man. Spoiler alerts. Sorry. <laughs> Unless, you know, I mean, there's some that upend that, uh, that formula a little bit, like, Rudy. You know, like, like at the end of Rudy, they lose, but, or maybe they win, but he doesn't have anything to do with it. So they still raise him up on their shoulders just because he got to be in one play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which like the whole the whole stadium full of people just going, why are they carrying that kid around? <laughs> is, he, is he dying? <laughs> yeah. Seems like a make-a-wish scenario. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So uh, one more thing before we talk about your name. And that is, have you ever been in the position of naming anything like uh, animal-wise? Have you ever named a pet? Hmm. Successfully, <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I think I, I think I've been involved. You've made some attempts to name I think pets? I've been involved in the conversation. I don't right. know. I don't know if I I I might have got to name a stray bunny snowflake, um, uh, and because it was white, so you know, kind of a clever connection there mm-hmm. for a six-year-old, <laughs> and um, and then no, I had hmm, I can't I can't think of any other. No, I had a pet turtle. No, didn't get to didn't get to name that either. No, well, it came with a, it came with a name down at the shelter. No, girlfriend named it. Yeah, Fortuna, <laughs> the goddess of luck. Which <laughs> turtles don't strike you as like the luckiest. Yeah, maybe no. they are. <laughs> Nor are goddesses. No. So. <laughs> Man, this is this question's hurting my feelings a little bit because there's oh. definitely been opportunities and I just I feel like I've so have I ever had a pet name of mine respected and applied uh to that pet? No, no, I haven't. No, I've been dismissed. I've had a number of pet names dismissed. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, I'm actually I'm a little uh I'm a little upset about it now. I'm a little bitter. Are you guys good pet namers? I never got to name any, any yeah. animals in my life, and um, wow, you know, not like not that I'm dying to or anything. Like it's not on my bucket list, but um, it's still it's just interesting to me because it's you're picking. You know, you get to choose a name that then that just this living thing just goes by that just just off of your. I just feel you like know, I'm creative. Like, why aren't people calling me? <laughs> for pet name advice i i, I don't know i'm just I, I guess i'm just a little i'm taking this really personally <laughs> yeah you should like, take hit, it so hit, hit me <laughs> hit, hit me with a hit me with a theoretical pet and that's let's see who comes up with the best name oh gerbil a gerbil gerbil what's it look like uh, like what like a, what what's what color so black gerbil like a black like kind of long long hair or Shorter, yeah. or long, 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 <laughs> long-haired gerbil. Um, boy, this is this, what they don't tell you about name pets. It's so much pressure than you realize. You think it's going to be a good idea, and then 
Um, oh man, these are brutal ones coming to mind right now. I got like Moppy. <laughs> this is why no one takes my. Does anyone do either of you guys? Let's see who comes up with the I've first good one the fastest. Okay, I've got hit, a us. Name already hit us. For it. I got okay, it. okay. I, I would call it Blackball. That's, that's not bad. That's not and then bad. I wouldn't allow it to do it. I wouldn't let it go anywhere to do anything. I wouldn't let it participate in anything because it's blackball. Um, I was, yeah, I was gonna go with Jet, like Joan Jet, because of the hair. Oh, okay. that's cute. All right, I love. I, I was gonna go with like whispers. Um, <laughs> it's, it's quiet it's got like long wispy hair i feel like in my yeah. in my mind okay there's not enough pet names that are plural too that really is fun <laughs> see i'm not it's too whispers? bad see, there's more than one of, is it twins <laughs> is it a pair of whispers uh. um all right. Well, so see, right. we could we could name uh, pets. We just uh, have to have the opportunity. Yeah, you know? right. Right in. We'll name your pets. <laughs> oh, that's that, a crazy that, idea. That's that's our that's our three person podcast. Um, <laughs> we'll name your pets, or you have a new pet. You write in, and we name it for you. And you and you have to tap to its name to you as well. <laughs> I'd like to see a video of the pet. Just doing, you know, doing its typical, you know, just stuff it does in its day to day life. Uh, cut together, oh, yeah. cut together into like maybe ten seconds or something. But just uh, idea what the, you know, what the pet is like overall. Because I think, yeah, you know, personality. Yeah, give us something once, to work with. Once you have an animal <laughs> with a personality, then go ahead and you know use that personality in choosing its name. You know, if you're naming a pet you have, you don't have yet. Or like a baby you don't have yet, then obviously you just have to pick something. Yeah. Um, I, I think but that... I like to get to know it first. That's why if I, I did ever have a kid, I'd wait till it was three or four before I named it. I th I think there's <laughs> I think there's cultures that do that. I think that there's cultures where you get a name until Yeah, they're called they're called whoever brought up those dwarves because they named them exactly what they were. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, sleepy each happy, of the, sleepy yeah. happy. The one they didn't even name him until he became a doctor. Like he went to medical school, and then he eventually got his name Doc. <laughs> nice. I, you, you know, in in Bali, um, you are named here. This is like the opposite end of it. You are named uh, based on your birth order. Um, so you are named one, two or three and then it starts over with one again if you have four kids yeah. and so there's three names that you get then they eventually get nicknames as well but um but if you like whatever bali is for one you say like uh soon or whatever and then like half of the people turn and then you can like zero in on who you're trying to get to that way yeah with the yeah the nicknames are like that's what that's what is really reflecting their personality because they're just one two or three otherwise i think so um i don't exactly know how i don't know if it's part of the cultural try like names have too much of an identity i don't know what the thing is i just know that i found that out from someone that goes to bali often recently and i 
was convinced they were messing with me um, because I was like, <laughs> how have I not heard that before? This is like a hilarious practical joke to play on someone to tell them that this is some fact that's so interesting that they're of course going to spread around and then look like an idiot. And so then I Googled it um, and Google says that that's the thing. One, two <laughs> or three. Can you imagine? It's amazing. Oh my God. I like that whoever, you know, told you this, went to the trouble of starting a wikipedia page yeah got and, figured uh, out how to uh, wrote, figured out how to game the, the google results <laughs> <laughs> that's like that would totally happen in a movie where you're just sitting there shaking your head like that kid that's so dumb yeah you know where yeah the, that's like a mr robot or something where mm -hmm. where he hacks in to make the results that would be a funny thing to do as a hacker, just to hack, uh, create fun facts that don't actually exist and then just make them very Googleable. So you can tell people, blow people's minds away when they're actually right because the internet said so. Yeah, you could just send them the link, you know, I've got the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Shane. We we're we're running out of time, but we gotta we gotta get into at least the Shane part of your name because it's a good, it's a good name. Because Shane is such a cool name. Like, don't you feel like you were already like it set you off on a nice yeah path to be like the kid in school that's named Shane? You didn't know other there weren't any other Shanes in your classrooms. Yeah, you you rarely really meet a Shane and when you do they're an important ally we are at war with the Shans um, <laughs> because I fucked up and said Sean in the cold open when I was talking about you oh everybody everybody does it, it's, the, a, it's a lot of Sean you get used to it it's fine the Sean's maw a fine sound in your name. last the maw in your last name get you're starting to get get ready for that too soon when you start to yeah. go Sean you know like you <laughs> That's exactly what I did. I, it's a great example uh, right there for people to hear right at the beginning of the show uh, that that's what happens to you all the time. Constantly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess they Shane, they really want to always uh, pop it over to Sean. But then once you focus in, once you get them to realize your name is, you know, genuinely Shane. Yeah. That's... Uh, where does it go from there? Do people want to talk to you about Westerns? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, you'll get it. You'll get a lot of that. You'll get a lot of don't go. Um, Shane's, which I'm not sure. I think I played the movie once and like kind of fell asleep um, during it. But, uh, but yeah, especially when I was a kid, people would light up because the, that movie was still more popular at the time. I think yeah. people aren't really shown the movie Shane anymore. I think that's not a thing that you see. Yeah. It's a, little, up. it's a little faded from the, uh, the landscape, mm -hmm. but, uh, so, but boy, such an impact. Cause like you were saying, don't go Shane is like a, uh, you know, a classic scene where the little kid is worried that the gunfighter is going to, you know, leave town and and they're not going to be safe or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it was so such a big deal that I think there is even a Batman villain who was like where Batman was like suddenly dealing with this guy dressed up like all as a cowboy. And they did like, you know, they parody lines from that uh, from that Shane movie. 
Mm. Uh, I think I could be remembering this wrong. I could be just a, I could have done some uh, DMT and thought of this uh, <laughs> dur- during that experience. So, so what middle name, if your parents were giving you such a cool first name, what did they come up with for your middle oh, name? Oh, so good. Yeah. You aren't even going to believe it. I mean, <laughs> do, you, do you want, I mean, I can, I can give you like a first letter and you can guess, or do you just want me to come out with it? Or how much fun? Oh, Doug me? loves a good guessing game. Oh, okay. 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 Letter. First letter is a T. I'll give you some. No, no, it's, it's not traditional. <laughs> now he said it was cool, Doug. Yeah. So just well, Shane just Thomas actually sounds kind of cool. Shane it, Thomas does sound kind of cool. Shane works with yes, so many sounds things. Like, yeah, Thomas though makes it sound like you're talking about his genitals when you say, you know, <laughs> look at his look at his Shane Thomas. Um, okay, so the letter is T, and it's and Topaz. we've established it's a cool a cool name. Yeah. Doug. Doug, so only suggest cool names. I've got one. Uh, Captain Kirk was a T. Captain T. Kirk. Uh, James T. Kirk. Uh, is your middle name Tiberius? Uh, it's not, but that's actually like sort of cl- it's, it's, not, in the realm? It's, not, it's in the realm. Wow. I, I mean, I mean, it's, a, it's not, it's, it's a more common name than that. Tiger? That's, I mean, you're not that far off, but more, more, oh more, God. more common than Tiger. But it's, it's Tyler? You know, like, oh, that's very close. That is oh, very no. close. Yeah, but less common than Tyler, and Titus. cooler. Uh, it's still in the same family. Tight, tight, tightman, Oh, that's so close. That's so close. <laughs> <laughs> it's so close it's it's not i would say it's not traditionally always a white person's name oh uh tiny antoine <laughs> antoine <laughs> no it starts with a t ta, ta, tiny tony oh, God. tommy it will do wordle it's ty teeny tight oh 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 uh oh man it's not Tyson. tyler Tyrone. It's it's Tyson. 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 Yeah, Uh, Shane Tyson. That's a solid ass name. And then, like my my brother. uh, So my sister's name is Carissa. Carissa Ann. And then my brother was Justin. Justin Paul. (laughs) It was like they just ran out of the creative juices yeah they, they were just cool on both struck- your, your names and then they lost yeah they lost just, the plot they, well they weren't expecting my brother he came later so they're like uh oh, you know we're so busy with life and these <laughs> other two kids right we'll just give him a justin they had all the time in the world to dream up shane yeah and then suddenly kid, oh no you put oh, you're pregnant again we only have nine months this time yeah well, the scramble. Uh, Justin, whatever. Who cares? Doesn't matter anyway. We thought Shane would be good, and then he, and then he was a rebel and like was was a nightmare and did everything wrong <laughs> and went to jail and did all sort and became a foul mouthed comedian and all of these things. <laughs> I, I, I do think that there is part of like a, a part of when your name is Shane, there is like. I don't know. I feel like it's a little. Uh, it's it's just so. It, maybe there's pressure to like not be ordinary. 
or something that might maybe it'll get you into trouble. I wonder how many people, how many Shanes get themselves in a abnormal amount of trouble. Also, another weird thing. I was at breakfast just before this and someone had a hat on with the name Shane in like metal letters and their name was not Shane. I asked them. They're like, no, I just <laughs> like this hat. <laughs> you just see it pulling it off a rack with all name hats, you know, like going through alphabetically and going, oh, Shane, that, I like that one. Yeah, I like the way it looks. Yeah. The, <laughs> I don't like the word Mike in that lettering. It's not cool looking. So bizarre. Um, all right. So uh, Shane Tyson Moss uh for the listener's pleasure, uh, it's spelled M-A-U-S-S. See, that's the only grievance that I have. I almost changed it to M-O-S-S early on, and I was, like, lazy, and then I ended up, I, you know, caught, like, a couple breaks before I ever pulled the trigger on it, and I'm like, ah, now I'm just stuck with this name. But it's just, like, I, I actually don't care about names i don't like take it personally when someone calls me a sean mouse or whatever (laughs) um moose or mouse or whatever and i just like why why make it so confusing in fact germans i've met germans with the exact same it's a german name and i've met germans like from germany with the same name and they pronounce it mouse there and so it's why, why is it, I, I don't know, somewhere along the way. So I had like some great grandparents or something just decide to change it for, and then the spelling's all confusing. So I don't care for that, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just in my head about it, but Shane Tyson, I should be going by Shane Tyson. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Tyson's such a strong middle name. It is. Yeah. You get a lot of Mike, Mike Tyson questions though. That's true. You know, and you could get a Tyson's Chicken Nuggets sponsorship. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> are they ha- are they handing those out? Because I I'd consider it. <laughs> I mean, other than Dead Mouse, I can't even think of any other uh, mouses or mosses that, that, with your spelling. Yeah, there's like there's it's not the... that common. Yeah. I mean, so I guess it's interesting. What do you guys think? Should I lose it? Should I get rid of it? Is it okay? Will people still I mean, accept me? You've had it all this time, and, yeah. you know, and Shane <laughs> Shane does so much heavy lifting as far as like just being right. a you know pretty much any last name. I I can't even think of a last name that would would make Shane not cool anymore. You know, right? You know, even if it's like uh, Shane you know. Tyson Max. <laughs> you know i'm trying to think of the silliest last name that's that's real you know like uh you know even if your last name was booger shane would still yeah uh, shane tyson smith it up nice shane thing. tyson johnson it still works even with a boring name i guess hmm yeah i guess well, i'm thank safe you. thank you for you know joining us to talk about thank you guys uh, your name and all these other things what would you like to uh you know what are your end of the show plugs what would you like to promote um first off my last name is spelt a little unusual so you'll want to go to shane moss m-a-u 
uss.com to find out my stuff. I have, uh, I have, uh, I mean, I do regular stand up, but a couple things that are a little more unique is I have a podcast called Here We Are, where uh, generally each week I interview a different scientist about like biology and uh, evolution and that sort of thing. Um, so I've had like over 400 guests on that now. So come and learn a lot with me. And then I I have the Vegas residency, A Better Trip, which is a the sequel to my uh, 111 city tour that I did um, like six years ago. Well, congratulations on, on uh, that. And uh, uh, I'll, uh, you know, follow you on the socials and keep, you know, keep an eye on it. Cause anytime I roll through Vegas, I'd love to come check it out. And yeah. uh, we will continue to spread the word uh, for anybody rolling through Vegas to oh, go see you. Shane. Yeah. Go see Shane. Doug, what do you got to plug? I will be opening for Dan Cummins tonight nice. at the uh, Civic Theater in New Orleans. That's March 24th. And on March 26th, this Sunday, I'll be on a show at Roscoe's Comedy Club in Austin, Texas. That's at 7 o'clock, brand new club. I think it's the first week of shows. And then April 12th through the 15th, I'll be at Moon Tower Comedy Club, also in Austin, Texas. Come on out to one of those shows. Moon Tower has like Moon Tower Festival has a club called Moon Tower Club. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I'll be at Moon Tower, the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. It's at all a bunch of different clubs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was surprised that they were that they had their own venue. <laughs> yeah, I'll be at the Moon Tower Club. Um. I won't be at the Moon Tower Club. I'll be in Portland, Oregon this weekend nice. at he- at uh, Helium doing um, Douglas movies on uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, Saturday afternoon is stand-up, and two of my guests on both of those days are uh, Sean Jordan and Jeff Tate. And then uh, all my other dates, got lots of cities coming up, are at douglasmovies.com. Now, Shane, we we title every episode uh, a pun that, um, you know, generally involves the, the name Doug in some way. So uh, do you mind if I run a couple ideas past you? For oh, I would love that. Oh, man. I Here I was all hurt that no one's ever asked for my help or accepted <laughs> my help in naming something. And to just have, like, one more opportunity, even even if we don't totally agree i'm just i'm just thrilled to be a part of uh m- making a, a a permanent name putting my stamp on the universe here all right well you get your vote is worth 3 and each Doug's vote is worth one so like you can you you're the decider here. <laughs> oh. uh, um, <laughs> uh, and, and it's whatever the, the title is and then it's and then it's listed in the listings as that title and then it says with Shane Moss so you have to keep in mind that it'll be with Shane Moss to be the 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 next three words after the title so uh the first the first one i came up with is Doug's not drugs <laughs> that I was that's that's little... no that's very close that's very close to like what i was thinking i, I like oh, it yeah? that's yeah that's a good first yeah. one 
All right. Another one I was thinking is Doug Store Cowboy. Ooh, that's oh. also good. <laughs> that's uh, I like that more. I, I like both of them so far. I like that. Yeah. Well, this one you're gonna probably like the least. Love and other dogs. <laughs> love and other dogs. I don't know yeah. the reference. We didn't talk about love much during the show. Hmm. And then the last one I have is uh, War on Dogs. <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. Just saying no to Doug's is pretty good. Um, <laughs> that's like saying don't listen, though. That's like t telling people to walk away because we are a couple of Doug's. I think Doug Store Cowboy is the winner. I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah. Doug Store Cowboy for sure. All right, cool. Thank you, Shane Moss. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Have fun in Vegas, and uh, until next time, as always, Doug Store Cowboy.